Hey, good morning, friends. It's Wednesday. Glad to have you with me for our Living Sin Wednesday devotional. There's a book that came out uh, several years ago. It's called Mission Drift. Really good book. It was put out by a uh, kind of, I think, the CEO or the head of a mission organization who recognized that they were kind of coming to certain points uh, where they just lost their way as a mission organization, uh, that they lost their passion and their energy. And, and, and he just talked about this slow drift that can happen with any organization, not just a mission organization, but with any organization that sets out to accomplish a certain purpose, to have a certain mission in mind. And, and also, I actually did a seminar with him and uh, this person who wrote the book, and also equated that obviously with our lives, our individual lives. So not just mission drift with organizations, but mission drift with our lives. There, uh, there t I think each one of us would love to make an impact in the life of someone else. We'd like someone else to say, yeah, that person, that, you know, Steve, he, he really loved me or, 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 or he cared for me. Or, or maybe even in the smallest thing, to, to just say he noticed. I think we'd all like someone to sense that we're making, or to indicate that we're making an impact in their life. But we, we know how it goes in our lives. There's this mission drift that can happen. And that's to where we get focused on ourselves and what's happening in our own lives. And, and that's natural, but that's kind of why we're doing this Living Scent Wednesday, because that's the mission we're on, not just for this fall, but really for our whole lives. And this fall, we're just paying attention to it a little bit more because we can't gather as much. So let's pay more attention to what we can be doing outside the walls of the church uh, the theology of being scattered, we call it, uh, and, and to be on mission outside the walls with the, with the people that God most closely puts in our lives, whether it's in our neighborhood or our workplace. And so I want us to be, keep thinking about that mission drift that can happen in our own lives. And even if there's nothing really profound that I say on any given Wednesday, just the fact that we're doing this maybe is just enough of a reminder to say, Lord, help me to continue to pay attention to those that you place in my life each day. Uh, three weeks ago, I talked about kind of, in some ways, the goal of this, obviously, that others' lives would be changed, but that only happens if we're kind of available and ready for God and if... And, and, and it happens best if our natural response uh, to any need or person or situation is, is, a, is an immediate response of compassion. I talked about how I have just so admire that as Jesus walked this uh, earth in the time that he did, there was a, a natural sense of compassion. There was a natural sense of uh, in fact, in Matthew 9, later in the chapter, it says when he looked at the crowds, he had compassion on them. It was just a natural response. And that's what we see throughout all of Jesus' life. Uh, so it wasn't forced. It wasn't a program. It wasn't something he had to do. It was his mission, and it came naturally. That's what we want in our own lives is to for, for the Holy Spirit to work in us and to, for us to open ourselves in a way that it just becomes uh, 
normal. It becomes our instant response, no matter what our personality is, no matter what our circumstance is, no matter what our work is, or, or what our family situation, no matter what we're facing, that our natural response to others would be one of compassion, and we wouldn't have that mission drift uh, because there's that flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we see the kind of the we see that mission drift happening uh, in the story of the Good Samaritan that I started talking about two weeks ago. When we see the guy who gets beat up on the side of the road as he's traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, which is a tough territory, uh, kind of open ground, kind of desert area, not a lot going on there, and so easy pickings for somebody to get robbed or mugged. And so we see a guy that gets, and this story's in Luke 10, maybe starting with verse 25 and beyond. Um, but in that story, we see the guy kind of beaten up. And then we see the two religious guys who walked by him. And here's what I didn't say a few weeks ago. It literally says they chose to go on the other side of the road. These are religious leaders. These are people that are supposed to be doing God's work. Now, I suppose you could say that they had an excuse. Maybe maybe he was dead, and if they dared touch him and rolled him over and saw that he was dead, they would be declared unclean, and then they couldn't do the rest of their work until they would be declared clean again. So maybe they thought, well, for the bigger purpose, I won't do this. We, we don't know what the reason was. Maybe they just didn't want to be bothered. Two weeks ago I talked about maybe they just didn't have the heart and mind space in their lives or the, or the space in their schedule. And, and that's something we have to think about is do we have the space for others in our schedule, in our minds, and in our heart? That's part of cultivating that mission and that natural response of compassion. Fascinating, though, in the story. And you can almost see as Jesus is telling the story, he talks about the priest who chose to go on the other side of the road. And then he talked about the Levite, the other religious leader, who decides to go on the other side of the road, neither of them paying attention and responding to this poor guy on the side of the road. And as Jesus is telling this story, you can almost sense that maybe what the crowd is expecting is that the next person who comes by is just going to be a, a, a Jewish kind of layperson, just a uh, just a normal, everyday Jewish person who takes care of the guy. And the, and the crowds would cheer because, hey, the, it's the normal people, <laughs> not the religious leaders. It's the normal ones of us that can make a difference. And that's, that's certainly a good message. But surprisingly, Jesus says it was a Samaritan who passed by, who came upon the man and responded and responded. The Samaritans and the Jews did not get along. They were what you would call enemies. So if, if Jesus would use the message, love your enemies, the response would be, you mean a Samaritan? Love one of them? Are you kidding me? Um, but that's what would be in their mind. You know, so what, I'm, what I want you to think about today is that decision point, the decision point of the two religious leaders, at, at what point they saw the person and they had to make a decision. There had to be a response. They chose to go on the other side. The Samaritan, on the other hand, when he came to that decision point of response, 
chose to respond. It was almost like Jesus having compassion on the crowds and Jesus having compassion on individuals. He was like, it's almost like the Good Samaritan reflected Jesus more than the religious leaders. And he had this natural response of compassion and care. There's kind of an invisible line there, isn't there? When we are we going to cross that or not? Let me tell you a story, just a quick story from a couple of weeks ago. I walked out into my garage from the uh, from the house, and I, I was getting ready to go somewhere. I was kind of busy, but I saw across the street uh, two of our neighbor boys. Well, actually, one of the boys and one of his friends. And these aren't necessarily the most favored neighbors in the neighborhood. They got. You know, the teenage boys have now become young adults, but there's still the loud music blaring. There's the, and and not just in the middle of the day, but maybe at three or four in the morning from a car. There's just, it's not not a great situation all the time, Um, but they seem like good kids, Uh, just not the favored neighbors. But I walked out and I saw the neighbor and either his cousin or his friend kind of just staring down at the, their car and the tire that was flat on the front and they're just taking a look at it and they're trying to figure out how how do I even get this tire off? I could see that they had a good spare, but they didn't even know the first thing. They had the jack under the car, but they didn't know what to do with that. And I had that invisible line moment. My first response was one of, wow, I should help them. My second response was, yeah, I'm too busy. Yeah, I don't wanna get involved. Yeah, I, I had plenty of excuses that quickly went through my mind. Of course, <laughs> then I have to think about the fact that we do this living scent thing and that I have to do Wednesdays and I have to actually talk about this stuff. So am I going to do it? There is that invisible line of, am I going to cross over when I sense being led to do something? And in that moment, I know that I was led to go help and I had a decision to make. You and I have decisions like that to make all the time. It doesn't mean we respond to every single situation, but there are times when we know, when we look back and we think I should have responded in that situation. We just need to learn from those times. We don't need to beat ourselves up or shame ourselves. We just need to learn from those and say, Lord, prepare me and ready me. Give me the courage the next time to cross that invisible line, to not walk on the other side of the road because I've got great excuses, but instead to respond. That might be making a phone call. It might be prompted to write a letter. It might be prompted to send a Facebook message might be uh, just uh, speaking positive words to a store clerk, whatever it might be. It might be taking cookies to a neighbor. We know when those points are. And here's one of my challenges for you today is to just think back over the last day, the last several days, the last several weeks, and see if you can identify any of those points where you had that invisible line to cross and you had to choose whether to walk on the other side or to have an immediate response. You know, just like an athlete or a musician or whatever, as we practice uh, stepping over that line and crossing into somebody else's space and being helpful, being compassionate, it will open us up and and Jesus will cultivate in us uh, and grow in us something that will look a whole lot like his responses to others that natural response of compassion. 
So give that some thought today. Maybe before you go to bed, you think a little bit about, was there any place I missed or, or was there anything I responded well to today? And, and maybe in the morning, as you add to your devotional time, you ask the question, Lord, is there, is there some way I can be more ready to cross that line? Can you give me the courage? And would you help me notice others? Help me, Lord, not to slip into mission drift, but instead to make an impact for you. That's all about living sent. Hey, friends, have a blessed day today uh, as people who are living sent the light and love of Jesus into this world. Take care.